0: good evening friends I'm happy to be here tonight to greet you again in the name of our lovely risen lord who is in the glory of his resurrection and his presence tonight to bless us so happy to be here and to have this privilege my son just said a few moments ago while standing in the room while we were waiting to come in when he started singing only believe, he looked around at me, and I was praying. I looked up and said, "Daddy, how many times was I called you to the platform? Thousands across the world in all different kinds of languages. I've heard the natives of Africa with about fifteen different vocabularies calling it all singing only believe at once, and had to treat, keep them fenced off on a kind of travel tribal tra- wars, and yet they all sing together only believe. So what a Wonderful, and I said. Yes. Some glorious day, if I go before Jesus comes, and when they're putting me down in the ground, they're going to sing "Only Believe." If you see it in the newspaper, or something? You hear on the radio, or whatever. Somebody tells you, stop just a minute and think of that song, "Only Believe." Because I believe that someday I'll come out of there, as sure as I go in. Someone said, "Not long ago," said to me, "said Brother Branham." Uh, I would like to talk to you about an insurance policy. Now, insurance is fine. I have nothing against it, but I don't carry any of this kind of insurance. And so the agent seems to think that I'm a little off about it, but maybe I am, but I was mistreated. My father was one time by an insurance company who sold us a 20-year endowment supposed to pay off so much at a certain time. When it comes on, it's supposed to be worth $500, and he misread it. It's worth a dollar and six cents. And I just never take any insurance. So then, uh, seeing how my old dad had to work for that, and then be like that, so, uh, my brother and I, and I. And I said, a friend of mine said, uh, Billy, I just want to sell you some insurance. I said, Oh, Wilmer, I don't want. I said, I've got insurance. Oh, he said, You have? I said, Yeah, i got insurance. And uh, he said, uh, My wife looked down at me as if to think, Are you sorry? And I said, uh, No, I have insurance. He said, uh, "What insurance do you have, Billy?" I said, "Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine." And so uh, he said, uh, "Well, that's all right, Billy, but that won't touch in the graveyard." I said, "He'll take me out. That's the thing. I'm, I
1: said,
0: I'm not worried about getting in there. It's Getting out is So, so uh, I've have one to take me in there and take me out there instead of one to put me in there. The blessed assurance is Jesus is mine." Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, an heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit and washed in his blood." What a, what a beautiful uh, thing that is. Well, now, tonight I promise, by the grace of God, I'm going to let you out early. (laughs) I am, you know, I don't preach by note, I don't premeditate anything you're going to say. And it's just inspiration, and just as I see it, I just say it, and as long as it keeps coming, I just keep talking, so I just don't know know any better. And so I ought to have mercy on those that were going to work or things. My brothers and sisters, I certainly feel ashamed of keeping you that long, and I don't mean to do it, but I I just love you, and I think you're a very fine uh, listening audience, and it's a pleasure for any minister to preach to an audience like we've had here each night. And I, I appreciate that. Now, I'm not saying that complimentary. I'm just, I'm saying that because it's the truth. And uh, if it wasn't the truth, then I wouldn't say nothing at all. So just go ahead. But yeah, I think I'd rather give you a, a little rosebud now than a whole wreath after your dad, you see. So it's best to do it right now. And it's been a pleasure. I've been a little nervous because uh, since I've been up here, and I haven't been able to carry my text and so forth, and to minister like I should, I have started something my meetings has always been at low ebb for a long time. I've seen it, So I asked the Father to help me, and i have seen the dropping down of my mail, dropped from 1,500 letters a day down to about 15 letters a day, because no one could put their finger on me. I was gone somewhere and waiting until the Lord told me for a move before it ever moved. And it wasn't an act of faith then. It was just simply just waiting, waiting, waiting. And the Lord kind of checked me up on that. So I purposed in my heart man, if he would help me, I was going to do different. And just as you start to do something for God, then to expect all the guns of hell to turn right on, you see. And I got poisoned the other night, and I almost slipped out of life. I've been real weak and nervous since I've been here. But you, the Lord has been good to me, I feel better, and i of mean, coming out of it now. I've just been eating soft food or something because it upset me all through. I was just poisoned and broke out all over my body and, and everything, and I just trusted him. And he's seen me through. And I desire your prayers that he will continue, not that I deserve to live, but because of the gospel is what I want to live for. And when that time comes, I want to try to do everything that I can and put all my life in. And from henceforth, I bypassed brethren. My secretary called me and he said, Billy, it's not fair to the people. So you've got a ministry. There's, there's 400 major cities in America calling you right now, right here on my desk, and said, besides putting prisoner, every nation under the heavens is called. And here you are a slip in, slip out, and turn in for this one and that one just to make arrangements and just bypassing around, nobody knows where to catch you. See? You're out in the woods or done somewhere, gone here, something like that. So won't you settle yourself down and go on? So I prayed over it and the Lord for let me know if that was right. So he started right off and I pray that God will help me, give you strength, and I'm depending on you of your prayer for me. I hear some handkerchiefs here to be prayed over. And tonight, I tried to give the preaching, if I could, just for a little bit, just a little text to talk to you, to get you better acquainted with the ministry. Tomorrow morning is the Christian Businessman's Breakfast. And I thank uh, ministers, wise, and what more is invited. Anybody who wants to come is invited. And I, um, many of you, brethren, perhaps, are members of this fine organization, uh, of the Christian Businessman. They have been very kind to me. I've spoken for them everywhere. And they have been very kind. carrying their president, minor argument, vice president, and many of the others, and Tommy Nicholson as uh, the editor of their paper. And I'm always happy to get to help them because it's in the line. Myself, when I was a Baptist, and come to you full gospel people, the first thing, each denomination wanted to come and join their ranks. I wouldn't do that. Because if you do what little influence I have, it throws it to one denomination. I try to stand right in the breach and say we're brethren, all of us, we're brethren. And I'd like to see a united effort for all churches for the Lord Jesus Christ. And now that's my motive, is to keep that that way. And just stand in the breach and don't join any certain denomination, just stay in between so we can be brothers and not have any different feelings and say, well, now, he's the Presbyterian or he's the Baptist or Pentecostal, I'm just your brother, that's all. And uh, so your denominations are fine, they're dandy, I, I love them every one, but they're not what takes you to heaven. Christ is what takes you to heaven, faith in So now, on these handkerchiefs. The greatest ministry that the Lord has given me almost is on handkerchiefs. Oh, I could spend hours just on telling about it. And we send out thousands of those of us all over the world. And I'm glad to see that you believe the Bible. Now, a lot of people, pour, many people rather, pour oil on them and anoint them. That's all right. That's fine. Whatever the Lord will bless, I'm it. But if you watch in the scripture, it wasn't that they, Paul anointed them. they taken from his body. Acts 19, handkerchiefs and aprons. Now, you know, I believe Paul was a fundamentalist. I believe he's very scripture on what he done. You know where I think he got that at? I think when he got that out of the scripture where Elijah, when the Shunammite woman comes to him and asks about her baby, and Elijah told Gehasa to take his staff and go lay it on the baby. For Elijah knew what he touched was blessed. if the woman would just leave it the same way. So I think that's where Paul got his picture for taking handkerchiefs and aprons from his eyes. However, these are some handkerchiefs that represent sick people. Before we go any farther, let's ask the Lord to bless these in their efforts. Thank you, brethren. Now, our kind heavenly Father, it's a privilege tonight to have to call you Father, to know that Father is ownership, and we, we love thee because... Thou dost own us, and we're not our own, for we have been bought by Christ, the price of the blood of the Lord Jesus. And in that we trust, and we thank thee for this Christian land, where the doors are still open, and the gospel can be preached, and the freedom of speech and thought, and we thank thee for that. And now, tonight, these people have a right to bring these handkerchiefs as tokens of their faith way out across the land maybe some old dad in a little apartment blind tonight these handkerchiefs is going to his dumb mother take it to her baby that's raising with a fever we don't know where they go father but thou dost and I pray that you'll bless them bless the people attack them and now we're taught in the scriptures that one day when Israel had been cornered they were trying to follow God the great pillar far had led them down to the the river. And there they was with their leader Moses. And they were cornered. The mountains, the sea, and Pharaoh's army coming pursuing them. They were trapped. Nature trembled. Oh, what a scene. But it's at that time that God likes to come on the scene. The writer said he looked down through the pillar of fire with angry eyes at the Red Sea because it was cutting off the people from the Promised Land. And the sea got scared, and it moved back, and the children of God passed on through the bed of it on dry land towards the Promised Land. Father God, tonight as we send these handkerchiefs, it's a token of our faith in the finished work of Christ at Calvary. And we thank thee that we have this faith and the people have faith. And now when they're laid upon the sick body and they reach their destination where they are going, we pray that you'll look down to the blood of the Lord Jesus. And may the disease get scared to the timid body when they see this token. And may the people be liberated and taken on to the promise. That God has said in His word above all things, I would that you prosper and help. Grant it, Father. But that's the purpose we send them for. In the name of thy beloved child, the Lord Jesus, we ask it. Amen. In the reading of the blessed word of the Lord Jesus tonight, I just love to read His Word. And Sunday afternoon, I have a a special message, if the Lord permits, as uh, I want to speak Sunday afternoon over at the Music Academy on why doesn't people keep the Holy Spirit? See, what happens, and why don't they receive it, and what kind of time do they have receiving it, and bring out your unsaved ones for Sunday afternoon it will be a regular gospel message for Sunday afternoon and Sunday night the closing of the, this part of the campaign. I think Brother Hutchins is going on. And now, ministering brethren, you are here, and you, in your, if you will, I am uh, hoping someday to return. Now, Brother Hutchins, the reason I'm here in this one church is because Brother Hutchins is a bosom friend of mine, and he's tried for years to get me to come here. And I come, not because that I'm pushing someone else off, but just for love for Brother Hutchins. And I hope that someday you, my brethren, and you, the people of the churches, that your pastor may not could be here tonight or at any time, give them my love and regards and let them know that someday I hope you return in a great union meeting where we can have. This is just the introduction. And on Sunday, if, uh, if you will, brethren, announce it in your church. It's Sunday afternoon, so usually we close our service on Sunday night and uh, so at the church you go back when to their places in a big campaign but this Sunday afternoon if you don't have a program bring your sinner friends and bring them out to the meeting if you will I'd be very glad for you to come we'll do all we can to lead them to Christ now and tomorrow morning's breakfast all of you come because I want to introduce to the businessman a little bit of drama or the at least towards the meeting in Christ I want you to or Christ in the meeting, rather. And uh, if you can, come. Now, in the book of St. Matthew, in the 24th uh, verse of the 12th chapter, I wish to read this for a way of text. And the Queen of the South shall rise up in the day of judgment with this generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. And may the Lord add his blessings to the reading of his word. Now, how many love the word? Do you love it with all your heart? Oh, that's why our faith is anchored in the word of God. And our faith has no other stable, anchored place but in the word of the law. And I'm so glad. See, can't be, faith can't find a, a resting place on the, uh, the imaginary minds of man's self-made theologist. It's got to have its resting place in the eternal rock of God's Word. There it can't because God said so. He said, Heavens and earth will pass away, but my Word shall never fail so we can be assured that his word never fails. Now we're going to speak about gifts tonight, and that's the reason I took tonight, and um, uh, for this purpose, that we can of explain and take my time watching the clock, and take my time and explain to you what I think gifts are. Now the first place, the Bible says that gifts and callings are without repentance. It's something that God, by sovereign grace, puts into the church, see. God does that himself. It's a work and an act of God, and by foreknowledge, he predestinates these things to happen. Now, as I say, God is not willing that anyone should perish, but in the very beginning, God knew who would be saved and who would perish. Foreknowledge, they know that if he's the infant God, well, he he certainly cannot... uh, He's not willing that any should perish, but He knew from the beginning. He knew every fly, every flea, every person that would ever be on the earth, He knew them before the foundation of the world, because He's infinite. We know that he's omnipresent, that he's everywhere. He covers all space. He's all, omnipotent. He's all wisdom. He's omnipotent. He's all power. And that's the kind of a God that we serve. It's not some pagan idol. It is a living, resurrected Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of the Lord Jesus that covers the whole earth. And he can be everywhere. He knows all things. He's got all wisdom and all power. What a wonderful God. And to know that not, it's not just some makeup. It's just not somebody's theology. But he lives with us, shows himself, and proves himself alive. Oh, should we not be the most happy people in the world? Our hearts should be racing swiftly and traveling around over the world and seeing the different nations with their gods and their idols and so forth and all their philosophies, and then know that they're all foolishness. There's not a one of them. Their founders are dead and in the grave and gone. And only one that can prove that their leader lives and reigns. Now they'll claw your hands and you tell them that you have joy, they have joy too. You say you can shout, you ought to see them shout. And you can say how happy you are, you'll see how happy they are. But our Jesus comes on the scene and does the same thing that he did when he was here before. So that proves that he lives. He is not dead. He's alive forevermore. And don't be afraid. He's at. No matter how many atomic bombs they have, how many hydrogen bombs, and how much they speak of this and this is going to happen, don't be scared. God's at the wheel. He you knows just how to sir He you knows just how it's coming out. So we don't have one thing to fear. But be just a lovely little carefree child who's looking up to Father every minute and depending on Him to lead us, guide us, and to take us into our. Destination by grace. And by loving Him that way, you wouldn't do nothing to harm Him. While if you do anything to harm Him, well, all through the night, your hot tears would run down your cheeks in repentance. Because you wouldn't hurt Father for nothing. Would you, you wouldn't hurt your little baby, you'd hate to do that. You'd hate to hurt the feelings of your wife or your husband. How much more your Lord and Savior would you, if you love him? If you love your wife, you wouldn't hurt her. If you love your children, you wouldn't want to do anything wrong to them. And how about your heavenly Father? So you see, though I speak with tongues of men and angels, and though I have all knowledge and all wisdom. Though I have faith to move mountains and have not love, I am nothing, see? Where there comes, they shall cease, and where there's prophecy, it shall vanish, and knowledge shall vanish, and prophecy shall fail, and all these things, but when that which is perfect is come, it endure forever. Dear dying Lamb, thy precious blood shall never lose its power, so all the ransomed church of God be saved to sin no more, see? Ever since by faith I saw that stream, thy flowing wounds defied, redeeming love, has been my theme, and shall be till I die." That's, that's my theme, is love. Law works fear. Law is negative. Works is negative. But love is positive. See? It's absolutely positive. You can trust anybody when they love you. Not because they fear you, but because they love you. And that's how I trust Him because I know He loves me, and it's a love affair, and not a work affair of fear and if and if and if and if. There's no if to it. God's done it, and that settled it. So I love Him for it. Now gifts and calling are without repentance. God, all through the ages, has been represented on the earth through His prophets, through His kings. And it's always been the Spirit of God. If we had the time tonight to go down like the Joseph, dig out those nuggets and polish them up. I love, I'm a typologist now, I love to get the old type. Not having an education, then I have to go to type, because type, uh, if I follow the type, if I was watching my shadow and i would never seen myself, and I've seen what my shadow looked like, I'd have some idea of what I would look like. And that's why all the Old Testament was a shadow of the New Testament to come. Now, if I see how God dealt with man there, I see how God will deal with man over here. I see what kind of a recompense of reward for disobedience, I know what it will be over here. So all the old things was a shadow of the New to come. And how we love to go back in the Old Testament and dig up those old nuggets, prospect, you know, dig them out. them up, look at them, and every one of them will point to Calvary the finished work. Everything of the Old Testament will point to the finished work of the Lord Jesus at Calvary. How Joseph was a perfect type of Christ. How Moses was a type of Christ. Moses the lawgiver, the priest. How Joseph was the prince of prosperity. Everything he did prospered. When he was here on the earth, put him in the dungeon, everything prospered. Put him in Pharaoh's place, everything prospered. Wherever he went, he was the Prince of Prosperity. And when he comes again in his glory, the desert shall blossom as a rose, and we'll have no more deserts, and everything will prosper in the great millennium when the Prince of Prosperity arrives. How wonderful! Notice how did Joseph... Was loved of his fathers, hated of his brethren, sold for almost 30 pieces of silver, thrown into a ditch to be dead, taken up and set at the right hand of the greatest commercial city in the world. No man could come to Pharaoh only through Joseph. Jesus sold for 30 pieces of silver by his brethren, and was taken up, sitting at the right hand of God, and no man can come to the Father except by the Son. And when Joseph went forth, there was a proclamation sign, runners went before, saying, Bow the knee, Joseph is coming. All, oh, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you do it now, or your works long before you, whatever it is, someday you've got to bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Notice it, how beautiful, how that in Moses the lawgiver, how that he was both a priest and a lawgiver, and how he led the people, that was God in Joseph, that was God in Moses, Look at David, when he was dethroned and rejected in his city, and he climbed out right up to the Mount of Olives, and rejected by his own son, and his people had turned him down. And as he went up the hill, he went up weeping, looking back over Jerusalem weeping. What was it? It was the Spirit of Christ in him. When the son of David came, some 800 years later, he sat on the same hill, rejected of his own, and went over Jerusalem and said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often would I have covered you as a hen covers her sick, and you would not. All the Old Testament, just the foreshadow of the New Testament, the things to come. Someone was speaking... I was in Africa not long ago, and they have a very funny, it's a tested thing in America even, on baptism. They baptized three different times. One group of them baptized three times forward, the other baptized three times backward. And one they baptize, one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And when they do it, they simply bring their creed into a pagan creed. There's no such thing. See? And then, when they, then that upsets the Jew, he says, which one of them is your God? Is God the Father your God, or is God the Son, or is God the Holy Ghost? Anyone that knows God and knows his Bible knows that those three are one. Not three gods, one God manifested in three persons. And otherwise, so that the ones maybe who doesn't understand too well would know, It's three offices of the self-same God. God the Father was in a form of life. man could touch Him. He'd come right down condensing and come into the Son. It was God the Son, the same God. My Father is in me. It's Him that doeth the work. God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself. I came from God, said Christ, and I go back to God. It is, it's God all along, only three offices the fatherhood, sonship, the Holy Ghost, dispensation. It's all the self-same God. Jesus said that day, you know that I'm the Father, the Father in me, and I and you, and you and me. It's God in us. Coming first into a virgin body, virgin born, to make a way for the shedding of the blood, to reconcile many brethren back to Himself. God represented in human flesh. Isn't it? That was God in David. That was God in Joseph. That was God in Daniel. It was God was in a measure. It was God in a measure. But when he came into Christ, he became in the fullness of his being. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead body. All the Spirit of God dwells in him. It's like this. Now, and as he goes out, one will fuss with the other. And, did you speak with tongues? Or did you prophesy? If you Now, there's where the people get these gifts all mixed up. See? One will say, because you don't do this, you haven't got it. Or you don't do this, you haven't got it. Now, you're wrong on that. God is like a great diamond. Listen, so you can really understand this, God is like a great diamond, and each diamond has a chip, or the diamond has chip plates. this big master diamond, and lay it in the light. Great rays of light, shines off from it, and those are God's messengers, gifts. All of it comes back to the self-same God. The gifts of healing, the gifts of preaching, the gifts of prophesying, all the spiritual gifts of the body are just raised or reflections off of the self-same God. See the big diamond? For to one is given knowledge, to another wisdom, to another gifts of healing another gift of prophecy, but all by the self-same Spirit, the great diamond, and the big rays of light that we see shoot this way and shoot that way, all declare one thing. There is a God that lives and reigns. Amen. And as long as you see those things in operation, know that God still is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If I could go out, I used to preach at the Baptist Church at Milltown, Indiana, and I'd come home at night. There used to be an old nightingale, set out there, and he would, he would sing. I know it was on a stormy night. He didn't sing as much as he did on a moonlight night. So I begin the study of the nightingale, and I come to find out that he looks up towards the heavens, and he watches. And as long as he can see a star, he sings, because he knows somewhere the sun is shining. Oh, my! What a lesson we can learn by that! And as long as you can see the Spirit of God operating through one of these little rays of light, there's a God that still lives and reigns. The Nightingale would throw his head up and sing to the Papa's voice when he could see one star. Because he has to watch the star to sing by. And no wonder then it brings us joy. Oh, it's a, a well bubbling up. When I was game warden in Indiana, I used to go to a certain place and drink. It was a, a spring just bubbled all the time. I thought it was the happiest spring i ever seen in my life. It was constantly bubble, 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 bubble. So one day I sat down to the side of that spring, and I said, I would like to speak to you, Mr. Spring. Every time that I come by here, you're so happy, jumping, bubbling, carrying on the way you do. I said, maybe it's because that the the animal, the deer comes by and drinks from you. What makes you happy? No. He can talk and say no. I said, well, maybe it's because perhaps some other animal would drink. No, that isn't why I'm bubbling. Well, I say, then maybe it's because if you just bubble when I come by and you, that's what makes you bubble because I drink from you. He would say, no, that isn't why. I say, well, what makes you bubble, Mr. Spring? If he could speak back to me, he'd say, Now, Mr. Branham, it isn't me bubbling. It's something behind me pushing me and making me bubble. So I think that's the way it is with the church that's born again of the Spirit of God. It isn't so much of a bubbling. It's something in there making it bubble. Bubbling off the everlasting life. fountain of the water of life. Freshly, coming every day from the inexhaustible fountain of life, which is Christ Jesus, who were planted in him through the baptism of the Spirit. Amen. Now, we have the Spirit by these gifts by potions, but Christ had it without measure. We had it by measure. To one is given knowledge. To another is given wisdom. There are in the church five offices, apostles or missionaries, either one, both the same thing. word means one of sense. And apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists, and pastors, God sets them in the church. But because one should be an apostle, the prophet couldn't say you're not in it, or the pastor to the evangelist, or so forth, but they're all little lines of God that's put into the church for the perfecting of the saints. And in every local body is twelve spirit, nine spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians 12. Nine spiritual gifts in, in each body. They are, operate separately, but of the same self spirit. Now, but in Christ was the fullness. Now if you see a man here prophesying and another a pastor, one evangelist and another a teacher, Now, you can't say you're not in it because it's just one of them rays off of God. It all points right back to God, that big master diamond. Don't forget that. And now, if the Methodist is having a revival and they're getting souls saved, and you're a Baptist, don't say if they haven't got any light over there because their light is the same as you are. See? It's all a light from God's big master diamond. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, working, getting souls saved and ready for the coming of the Lord. now, now in Christ dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily. He had all the Spirit of God in him. I and my Father are one, said Jesus. That's the reason that people couldn't understand him. Sometimes he'd say something that looked like they'd turn around and say something different. It was him speaking than the Father speaking. See? They were and even the disciples could not understand him. And right at the last they said, Lo, now speakest thou plainly. Now we believe by this, that you know all things no man needs to teach you. Jesus said, do you now believe? <laughs> After all that time, they couldn't get this. Why? And sometimes he would say this, then say that. It was him and the Father speaking. Now, notice closely. Now, God dwelling in Christ used his voice to speak by. Jesus said in his miracle, very, very, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Is that right, St. John 5, 19? Then he did not do nothing within himself. No prophet ever did anything within himself, until first God showed what to do. What a mistake Moses made when he went out without the vision of God and spoke down to the Egyptians, thought he'd liberate them with his hands because he thought he had a lot of faith and could do it because he was called for the job. No matter how much you're called for the job, God has to do the leading. So he failed with all his schooling and his military mind and his training as a great Egyptian leader. But yet it failed, because God had a program, and we've got to work according to God's program. No matter what we do, how smart we are, we've got to humble ourselves and work according to God's program. Amen. So he failed, and God had to keep him another 40 years to educate him. So what it was that he must forget himself, and it's not him, but it was God. Now, notice many times people misunderstand now i have to bring this in here to compare something in a comparison And I hope you don't think it to be a carnal comparison, because I don't mean it upon the operation or something that I do or you do, but that it might increase your faith that Jesus has raised from the dead, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever and manifest himself in the same way here in his church that he did when he was here on earth. Oh, I hope you see it. Now look, in him dwelt the fullness. He was the diamond himself. Notice, when God wanted to use his gift, he spoke to the Lord Jesus in the time of Mary and Martha's trouble when Lazarus was going to get sick. Now remember, Jesus being questioned said he did not do nothing till the Father showed him first what to do. Keep that. Now, that is God's eternal Word, and if Jesus Told something it wasn't so, then he wasn't Messiah. So that has to be settled. The truth. When a man said not long ago he believed the devil could heal, because what he could see, I said Jesus said he could not heal. So that settles it. Satan can cast out sickness; kingdoms divided. So if Jesus said he can't heal; he can't heal. That settles it. You must believe God's eternal word. Regardless of what things look like, you believe the word anyhow. You don't look at circumstance. What if Abraham would have looked at the circumstance? Isaac would have never been born. But Abraham called those things which were not as though they were. And if we are the seed of Abraham, we have the same kind of faith towards God's promise. Those things that's contrary to God's promise, we don't see them and ignore them. Amen. Brother, that's the faith that was once delivered to the saints. To believe God's Word, regardless of what circumstances, that has nothing to do with it. Abraham called those things, and as he got older, the promise looked like it, farther away, and farther away. Abraham got stronger all the time, giving praise to God, more of a miracle. When he told me he was going to have the baby, I imagine he got the pins and the bird eye, everything ready. But when the first month come along, there's nothing to How How you feeling, Sarah? No different. He said, Glory to God, we're going to have it anyhow. Yeah. God said so. That's settled yeah. Sure. Second month passed, how you feeling, Sarah? No different. Glory. We're going to have it anyhow. First year passed, no different. Hallelujah. you Have it anyhow. Ten years passed. Glory to God, we're going to have it anyhow. You got over all the time. You, we, we kind of be Abraham's seed. But if God don't answer just like that to you, well, I guess there's nothing to it. Abraham's seed. Shame on you. Hold on to God's promises. Call anything else alive. Keep God's promises of you. That's it. Actually, he a hundred years old. He still said we we're going to have it anyhow. <laughs> and he did. Sure. Because it was God's promise. That's what Abraham's seed does. And if we being dead in Christ, we take on Abraham's seed and our heirs, according to the promise, then what kind of a spirit should be in you? I'm afraid, friends, as I talk to your pastor today, churches get the pastor's spirit instead of God's spirit. That's right. Right. We don't need one another's spirit. There's no need of that. We need God's spirit. You go into a church and watch the way the pastor acts. Watch the congregation act the same way. That's the reason. You know, the Bible said, I'll give you a new spirit, and then give you my spirit. And many people get that new spirit just to try to live right and do right, and never get the Holy Spirit to try to act by it. That is the way you get in trouble. Right. Right. The new spirit is just a new life. that has nothing, That's good, but God has to give you a new spirit so you can get along with his spirit. Yeah. The old spirit you had, you couldn't get along yourself, let alone God's spirit. So he gives you a new spirit. And you see, people, that's the reason, friends, and as I do as advances, I try to stay in the Word. That you get the Spirit of the Word. Not based upon some man's theology, but thus saith the Lord. I've got the answer in the, the presence of all of you at the day of judgment. You must take the Spirit of God. That spirit of Abraham. The seed of Abraham, which is the Holy Spirit, we being dead in Christ, take on Abraham's seed there, heirs according to promise. We have the same kind of faith that Abraham had. And call everything contrary to God's word as though it was not. God made the promise, I accepted that settlement. That's all. No matter how I feel what it looks like or anything else, God said so in that settlement. There is the children of Abraham as the heirs according to the promise. Now, notice when Jesus is here on earth. He said, I do nothing till the Father shows me. He could look out over the audience, and when the Father would show him somebody, he could tell him, Your blood issue, you touch my garment, the blood issue stop. He could do those things. Someone would stand before him and come up to him, and he'd say, Wow, well, uh, you're a good man. You're an honest man. How'd you know me, Rabbi? Before Philip called you when you were on the tree, I saw you praying. Same chapter. Come, Peter came up to him and he said, Why, your name is uh, Simon. He said, You're the son of, of Jonah. He said, I'm going to rename you Now I'm going to call you Peter. How did he know him, where he come from, who he was? The Father had showed him. He said so. Everything he did, the Father showed him. Now watch. When God was going to use his own gift, he knew where it was at. Christ was God's gift. Now I'm talking of Jesus, the body, the Son now. And when he wanted to use his own gift, he called him away from Lazarus. And they sent to, they come over and pray for Lazarus, uh, people that had come out of their great Orthodox church to follow uh, what was so-called a fanatic, a holy roller. That's exactly what he was called. And all the early Christians was called heresy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. See? Yeah. So they were all called out, and they come out of the church to follow him. And he'd live with them. And then when they sent for him to come pray for the loved one that was sick to death, he refused to come. What would you do to your pastor? Uh. Oh, I'll go join the Methodist. That's what I'll do. If the Methodist does that, I'll go back to the Presbyterian. Uh. That's the reason. If you've got a good man of God and he's God's servant, stay with him. Uh. But if he is a servant of God, get rid of him and get somebody that is. That's the only way to do it. And have faith in your pastor. That's true. And you'll see the miracles of God happen if you've got faith in him, but he can only help you as you have faith in him. Now, Lazarus was dying. They sat again. Jesus just moved on. Why? He knew what was going to happen. Then when the fulfilling of days that the Father had showed him, which he said, I'll do nothing until he shows me, and then when he seemed that days was accomplished, he turned and said to his disciples, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth. Well, they thought he was taking rest, well, he does well. He said, He talked in their language.
1: He said, He's dead.
0: And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Because they would be persuading him to pray for him and do the very thing that God had told him not to do. See? God said, You wait now over here until he's dead and in the grave four days and he come back and then raise him up from the dead. And Jesus had to leave and obey the Father. Now, you believe that? Yes. The Bible said he said he did nothing until the Father showed him. here's what yes. he was doing. Yes, God. This. And he's seen then. After yes. the days of the conflict, he noticed he'd stay have stayed there. Then had been kept in. Oh, Jesus, you mean to say that you go let your buddy die like that? The doctors just turned him down to... Historians said he died from hemorrhages of the lungs and so forth. So if he died, oh, you're going to let your friend die? And you mean you won't even pray for him? Nope, go going to pray for him. See, he said, I'm glad for your sake that I wasn't there. But i go with him. Watch him come into the grave. When he come up to the grave, he said, Father, I thank thee thou hast heard me already. <laughs> but for these who stand by, I it." He you know what was going to happen? Him and the Father had talked it over he had showed him because he said he did nothing until the Father showed him. He said, I pray just for an example for these to stand by, I said it. Then he said, Latticus, come
1: forth. Yeah.
0: And a man had been dead four days, stood on his feet and lived again. Amen. Amen. A woman said to me not long ago, some year or two ago, she said, Reverend brannon she said, you brag too much on Jesus. I said, oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. She said, yes, you do. She said, you brag too much on Jesus. She said, you try to make him deity. I said, he was deity. He said, if I prove to you he was nothing but a man by the Bible, will you believe it? I said, if the Bible says so. Well, she said, I'll prove it. She said, in St. John the 11th chapter, when he went down to the grave of Lazarus, the Bible said he wept. Well, I said, what's that got to do with it? Well, she said he couldn't have been deity and Christ. I said you failed to see who you are. He was both God and man. That was a man weeping. But when he stood to the side of the grave, straightened his little figure up. He was the only man that ever could say, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Said that to Martha. Leave aside this, she said, Yea, Lord, I believe that you're the Son of God that was to come into the world. Think of that instant. She had a right to a brain. But when she heard, now Martha being kind of dilatory, but she showed herself there what she's really made of. She ran right out to him, passed all the critics, and she ran and fell down before him. Now, if it had been up today, she said, Pastor, I want to tell you something. Why did you leave us in this kind of shape? How many poor brothers have been on four days? See? That's the reason God can't do nothing. You educated people. Know so much. See? Oh, you got it all worked out. You know what? Everything should be. But, Martha just told her to run up him, what? She fell down in front of him. she said, Lord! That's what he was. Lord! Amen. I believe mean, she had read the Shumanite woman. When she went out to the prophet, she knew that God was in that prophet. If she could ever get to that prophet, she'd find out while her child died. Her child died. That's the reason she said what she got to the prophet. He said, God gave it to me. I don't know what she's worried about. There's all well with being with thy husband with the child. The woman said, all is well. Amen. And I like that. It's come to the spot. Amen. Martha said, Lord, if thou would have been here, my brother would not have died. He said, uh... Thy brother shall rise again. She said, yes, Lord. I know he'll raise again in the last days. He was a good boy. The Jews believe in the general resurrection the last days, especially the Pharisees. He said, I know he'll raise the last days. He said, I am the resurrection and life. He that believeth in me as only oh, you were dead, yet shall he live. She said, I know that whatever he's dead, he's buried, he's rotten out there in the grave. He sinketh down. But I know that even now, whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. Oh my. Something has to take place even now,
1: Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Even now. Though He's dead, though He's in the grave, though He's thinking. But I know that you're just exactly what you said you were. There's a penitent soul before the Creator. The wheels are coming together. Something's got to happen. Faith in the Word is needed. Even now, Lord, whatever you ask God, God will give it to you. Maybe you've been at the hospital. Maybe the doctor says you're going to die. But even now, Lord, can you speak to me? sitting at the right hand of God, making intercessions on your confession. The doctor said I'm going to die, but even now, Lord, blessing that he died for us. He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquity, the testament of our teeth upon him, and with his stripes we were healed. He mixed up with her hair. She said, even now, Lord, whatever you have, God, God will give it to you. So, said, what are you doing? Amen. Went down to the grave weeping. That's right. He was a man when he was crying. But when he spoke to a man that had been dead for four days, his soul Again, that was more than a man. That was the divine God of heaven speaking to his son. He was a man when he came down off the mountain hungry, looking over a tree to find something, to eat. he was a man hungry. But when he took five biscuits and two pieces of fish and fed five thousand, that was one. sea swore they drown him. That the little ship like a bottle stopper out there on that sea. The devil said we got him. And the hell broke and the sails down and the oars gone and they woke and he was a man asleep. But when he put his foot on the grill of Take it on that. His garment and turned around and walked back. Jesus stopped and said, Who touched me? He said, I don't know who touched me. What was it? God hadn't showed him nothing. That's right. But the woman's faith had touched that gift. He said, The Peter rebuked him said, Everybody touched me. He said, But I got weak. Virtue went from me. Somebody touched me. And he looked around. Man, what? weakness is coming from. A stream, of curse, a spirit, picked out the little woman where she's steady. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thy faith has saved thee. Now to you people who don't believe in divine healing, the Greek word used there is sozo. Saved, physically saved. Just the same, every time it's translated the same thing, sozo, both physical and spiritual. She was saved from her blood issues. Thy faith has saved thee. What was it? The woman, with her faith, had contacted God through the Son of God and had drawn from the Son of God her desire. That was the woman using God's gift. On the platform, when God solemnly gives a vision. Now, you said there that, in that instance, he said that I got weak. But how much greater, America, was it when God used his gift? Here it is. It's like a, when we were boys, we used to go up the carnival. Or a circus it was. And, say for instance, I was a little taller than you. And there's a hole up here. We could peep through it. You couldn't see it. Yet you were stronger than me. God makes us different ways, And maybe I could stand on my tiptoes and grab a hole the top of the fence and pull up real hard. I'm answering some questions now that you're asking. Brother Adam, how is it that these things happen? How can you say to this one out here, now it's Scripture you know Jesus did the same thing. It's not me. It's Him. And if you didn't have the faith to reach and get it, it'll never happen. It's your faith. If you ever get anything from God, it'll never come to a preacher or a priest. It'll come to your individual faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ the Calvary. Divine healing isn't touching a totem pole or oil or something, other. it's sovereign faith in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Certainly. Right! It's all finished! It's your faith! God gives things after preaching His Word, sending preachers, He puts gifts. He's not willing that any should perish! He wants you to prosper! He wants you to be healthy! He died for that purpose! And He wants you to see it. And He does everything that there is, even appearing Himself to prove it to you! And still, people step back and say, well, it's mental telepathy, It's mind reading. It's of the devil. And the Jews said the same thing! When they seen it done, they said, "Well, the woman at the well, he told her her sin, her sin that she was doing. When he told Philip down there that he saw Nathanael under the tree when he, before he came over there, the Jews said, he's Beelzebub. Yeah. Jesus said, I'll forgive you, but when the Holy Ghost is coming and does that, you speak a word against that, it'll never be forgiven you. Yeah. Prophesying if the Holy Ghost to come, because he's raised from the dead and he's here in the form of the Holy Ghost the same Jesus. The things that I do shall you do. I'll be with you even in you, in the world. God in you. Your faith looks to him. And he's got gifts and so more than the church that contacts that. That's why they pack you from the platform sometimes. Not me. See, it's the physical part. It's the part that you do. God shows a gift that is just uh, shows us uh, a place to go and say, you go right there and uh, i long go to Denver. You all read the paper, mysterious things happen on the street. I was over there. That's what it was. See? Nobody knew it. He just told me to go there. Many places. My followers and things know about it. you will tell me go somewhere, stay on the street certain time. you will be a certain thing happen. It'll happen just exactly that way. Nobody knows where it comes from. Work, what about it? Nobody knows. I just go ahead and do what he tells me to do. Well, that don't bother me. But right on the platform, just one vision will just take the life out of you. Why is it? It's you. Look at Lazarus, he never said, I got weak when I raised Lazarus. But when a woman touched his garment for a blood issue, he got weak where a man was raised from the dead after being dead four days and never got weak. What was the matter? God uses gifts and a person using God's gift. That's what does it. That's the reason he could perceive. It was their face moving in. just like here. Jesus is the whole all the water in the ocean. This gift is just a spoonful out of that. But if it's ocean water, the same chemicals will be in the spoonful as in the whole ocean. Bowl. See what I mean? The same quality. What is it to do? To magnify some man or some church? No, sir. It's to magnify Jesus Christ. Right. If it's given any other that, God will make the answer for the day of judgment. Right? We can take the gift, cause there without repentance. gifts and calling. You. But I'll notice now. Where's the carnival? Maybe I was. That's all of us here. Now, where's the carnival? And maybe none of these see visions. I don't know. Maybe you're, you'd be some other part, but we're all one big body. Here's a lot of pastors sitting here. They're preachers. I can't preach. I wasn't called as a preacher. They can teach. I'm not a teacher. See? i am called to see visions. Well, maybe here we're putting it before you'll understand it. Here's a, a one man standing short, strong. That's what he is. He can lift up a big something, walk away with it. I'm tall and skinny. I couldn't do it. See? But God made him that way for his work. He made me this way for this work. Now we're trying to look behind the curtain of time. Well, perhaps I'd be the one to do it. Now, what do I do? I jump way up and grab a, a little short fellow. He couldn't do that, and I couldn't lift his load. See what I mean? Maybe you're a priest. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're a evangelist. You don't see vision. I see vision. I'm, I'm none of them. See? But God has set in the church all these things for the perfecting of the body. Now, do you follow me? Now, I jump up tall because I'm the tallest. I get a hold of it. Now, here's on the platform. I pull real hard. I look through the hole. What do you see, Brother Branham? A giraffe. Huh? Where's he on? Oh, a giraffe, uh-huh. Do you see anything else, Brother Branham? Well, no. Look again. I jump way up, grab a hole. pull hard. What do you see? I see a, a camel. Whew. What else do you see, Brother Branham? Oh, my. See? Now, that's what you're doing. You are pulling. you got a—here's a person on the platform. What is it? We're standing there. I'm yielding myself. The Father just—see, I'm just yielding myself. And you are sitting out there in the audience, and you're saying, God, let him speak to me. Let him speak to me. I know there's something wrong with me. I don't know what it is, but I know where my trouble is. If he'll speak to me, I'll believe it. I'll believe that You are the same. If he knows me, then I know the man don't know me. Then I'll believe it's you. What's that doing? It. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the lady sitting here, she has a so-and-so, she was just praying for, (sighs) see, what I mean? But now, that's in the meeting. But when home, here's two boys that formed an FBI outfit to come to follow me to see if that was right. These two boys sitting right here. That's right. Ask them what happened. Well, he's more visions at home than there is in the meeting. God's using his gift then, but now, standing here, you use his gift. I just yield to it, and you're the one that uses it. See? I just yield myself to the Spirit. That's reason that picture was taken. That's reason he was hanging in Washington, D.C. In the Hall of, of Religion tonight, the only supernatural being was ever scientifically proved to be taken. They've done a lot of folding things, but there's the FBI documents of that, of George J. Lincoln. He said the light struck the lens It was there. That's all. And he's right here now. See? And now the only thing, when I know it's close, I just heal myself. And then you do, you pull. See what I mean? But now when God, say now God's going to use his gift, I take it back to the carnival. Then here comes the ringmaster along and say, what's the matter? I say, well, I was looking over the fence there. Well, you're a pretty tall guy. I'll just lift you up. So then when he does that, he lifts me right up with his hands like this, about an half an inch, and says, you see, here's the, uh, the carnival coming this way, and there's all these circuses. It's going to go through here and go out there, come back down. I'm not tired when it sat down. He showed me the whole thing. See? I'm not tired. He lifted me up. Now, I come out of that kind of visions. It don't bother me. But when you go to pulling, you're pulling from the stream. See what I mean? Do you understand me now? Now, that's what the woman does. Reason he felt weak, the woman pulled from God the things that she wanted from Christ. Now, quickly, we're going right to the point. Gifts and calling set in the church are to magnify and to make a people ready. Now, I'm coming to you my text. I went way around it for just about five minutes now in the text. Now, listen real closely. Now God gave a gift in the time of Solomon. And Solomon had a gift of wisdom. He was smart by wisdom of God, not of his own, but of God. He asked God for that, and God did that to him. And if any gift of God will be recognized to be the truth. And everybody going around was finding out what this was and talk coming about it and old stuff. You read Second Chronicles, the ninth chapter when you go home. And then way down in Sheba, the queen, a wonderful woman, listen close now, everybody perhaps come by was telling her, you should go up to Palestine, the great God of heaven. Now, she wasn't, she was a pagan. Well, the great God of heaven has blessed the man and given him a gift. And his is Solomon. You should see the power of the gift of the God of Israel. So many people telling her, you know, faith cometh by what? Well, Hearing. Everybody come back, a traveler passed by through Sheba, well, she well, see, she'd hear us. Oh, we've come to Palestine. It's great. God has given a great gift up there. It kept on to the queen and said, you know what? I believe I'll go see for myself. That is the way to do it. Don't stand out say, I don't believe it. See what her name is tonight? Immortal. She's saved. For her action, what toward God's gift? That's the reason Martha got her brother restored back life. Her faith and action toward God's gift. That was the way the woman got her blood issue healed. Her faith towards God's gift. And the Queen of Sheba, she said, "I've you wrong. but all this if it is the truth, why here it must be marvelous." So I'll go. Do you realize what that woman had to do? Yeah. She was probably at least three months in the desert. A woman, not with an air-conditioned room, but sitting on a camel.
1: Yeah.
0: you realize what a sacrifice? And tonight we can hear of God's gift and won't walk across the street. Yeah. No wonder she'll raise up and condemn this generation. Yeah. Right. But she wanted to know. It was worth more than life to her. Now, whatever she took the riches and gifts to give the gift to it, if it was so. Now, this little woman set out with all these riches, spices and talents of gold and everything, to give to the cause of God, if it was so. She didn't know it was so. She just heard. It. So faith cometh by hearing. So she goes to the meeting to find out. Look what she had to risk. As them days and the deserts was full of Ishmaelites and robbers. While well, they would tell her to guard down and take all that gold and stuff, but if you're really seeking God, God will see that you get there. You. See,
1: Hallelujah. there you
0: are. Hallelujah. If you're sincere, she was. She said, "I want to see for myself." So here she goes on the little caravan, night after night, day after day. The calls of the desert, the moans of the camel, the complaints of the servant, the hot glittering sun. It's a uh, Direct rays of that Arabian sun down in there, and that sun in Africa will just burn you up. And she riding along a queen. All the risk. She didn't care how long you took her. She wanted to see for herself.
1: Oh, if people
0: of, of the
1: nations,
0: when they hear that God has did anything, if they would just come and be sincere and see for yourself. You get it? Now, as she comes, she came to Solomon. She didn't come just to stay one night. She was going to see the thing too. That's the way to do it. Stay with it. She was going to test it and examine it. So it finally came her turn. And when she stood before Solomon, he revealed to her everything that was in her heart. Hallelujah. God's gifts always works right. Solomon told her the things that was in her heart according to the the Bible. Told her every question that was in her heart. God's working through his gifts. And when the queen got ready to return, what did she say? When she gave all these gifts to Solomon, she said, The things that I heard about was right and even greater than I ever heard. She said, Blessed be the God of Solomon, who is giving all this wisdom and these things. And Jesus, because she did that, being a pagan, and come and was reconciled to God by seeing the gift of God work perfectly, become a believer in God, Jesus said, You bunch of educated Church going hypocrites. He said she'll raise up in the day of judgment and condemn you. Because she come from the uttermost parts of the known world at that day to see the wisdom of Solomon, and yet I say to you that are greater than Solomon is here. I say to you tonight, brother and sisters, that in the day of judgment the Queen of Sheba will condemn the Because God can do something miraculous, and a so-called churchgoer will stand off on his side and because of A few days later, from that, they found the man casting out devils who wasn't a disciple, and the man was getting the job done. He was actually getting it done. He was casting out devils. He stood around here. Jesus said, "Who is
1: forever will?"
0: He said, "That's me." And away he went. He was getting the job done. Right? And they were jealous because they couldn't do it. And they told Jesus, they said, "We forbid him." He said, "Don't so forbid him." Or he that not with the terrors of God. No man can do a miracle in my name. You speak lie to me. And today it's nothing but petty, childlike, juvenile jealousy. Among the high churches that won't bring themselves down, you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and practice divine healing and the powers of the Holy Ghost among the churches. Amen. Wow. Jesus Christ, God's Son, has raised from the dead. Either the truth or this Bible is an error. I know that it is the truth. He lives. He is not there. As he doesn't make himself the same as he was the days gone by, then he is not alive. For he promised, the worst that I do shall you also. Even more than this shall you do, for I go to my Father. And the world has got the Bible. reads the Bible and said, you teachers, produce it we we'll believe he Until that, Muhammad is just the same as the rest of them. Buddha is the rest of them. But thanks be to God. Jesus lives. He's alive from the dead. And it's not some fictitious makeup. It's not some man made homemade theology. Those people say the days of miracles is past. Their argument is thinner than the frost made out of the of a chicken to starve to death. They haven't got a make to stand on or a scripture to stand on. Any man that can preach anything against sin has to recognize sickness as the attributes of sin. Amen. I mean that from my heart. You can't deal with sin without giving him his attributes. If a serpent had his, the big animal had his paw in your side, you just don't have to cut off his paw. Just knock him in the head. He'll take care of the paw. And when Christ
1: died for sin, he knocked sickness in the head of a
0: are not dead we are alive. he may hear thy words and believe about him and tell though he were dead yet shall he live and whosoever liveth and believe in thee shall never die he conquered death hell the grave Paul said when he comes to grave oh death where is thy sake oh grave where is thy victory the big be of God who gives us the victory to our Lord Jesus Christ. live
1: the
0: world is hungry but the pulpit is weak we got the best doctors we ever had. We got the best hospitals we ever had. We got the best drugs we ever practiced with, and we got more sickness than we ever had. Why? Wow. We got the worst post. it's the weakest we ever had. Though we got the best churches, and the best educated man we ever had, but we got the weakest churches we've ever had. We got more sin in the world than ever known of. Unbelief. What is sin but unbelief? You that believe us not condemned already? Right. There's your sin, not smoking, drinking, that's the attributes of unbelief. But you're a sinner because you don't believe. When Jesus questioned, said, When I come to the earth, he didn't say, Will I find churches? Will I find sincerity? Will I find teachers? Will I find a teaching in the Bible? Will I find them doing this? He said, Will I find any faith? Right. You've got the power, you need faith. Positionally know where you are in Christ. Then yield yourself. Right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't think I'm crazy. If I am, leave me alone. I'm happier this way than I was the other way. Right. I'm not crazy. That's true. I just feel, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know He lives. Yes. Or I can see Him as He moves and walks. I know He's in this building right now. I know that His presence, wherever two or three are gathered together, I'll be in their midst. I don't believe my boy give out any, I don't believe he get out prayer cards today. I told him not to because I was going to preach. But I feel that the Holy Spirit is supposed to drive this time. I believe we'll pray for the sick anyhow. I believe we'll do it. i see seen comes to fact, I'm going to ask you just a minute to wait a minute. We don't need you up here as a prayer card. You stay where you are. You believe the mission that's been preached tonight and the message that's been preached and you'll see Jesus Christ move on the scene don't need prayer cards The anointing of the Holy Ghost is present. He's there to heal. He's there to give whatever's given. Right. Listen. One time when they were preaching down on Jesus went going over to on these roads. After the resurrection, two people were going over on their road over to another place called Emmaus. And on the road over there, Jesus walked right out along the road and walked with them all through the day. And they didn't recognize him. Is that right? They didn't recognize him. He talked with them and many of you people have went to church, and Jesus has helped you many times, but you didn't recognize it. He's helped you, he's blessed you, he's saved you from trouble, and you don't recognize it. Then when he got him into one room where he could gather with him and shut the doors, he's done something just a little different from what a man could do. When he did that thing like he did way before he was crucified, they recognized it to be the law. he ran run away, got out of their sight. They run back to Jerusalem lighthearted and said, "Sure, the Lord is risen. If that's the same Jesus he's he here tonight, maybe he'll do something tonight like he did when he was here on earth. If you can be the woman with the blood issue or whatever you have, if you can look and yield your spirit to him without any confusion, no prayer cards, no way of getting up here. But if you can yield yourself to him and I can yield myself to him and praise the Lord Jesus, knowing that I've got to meet these people in the judgment, and stand here on your word that you've raised from the dead. See if he don't call you. See if he can speak just like we always spoke. If you believe, that's the only thing you can do is have faith in God. He said, If thou canst believe. Now, let's bow our heads just a moment and go to ask the audience, If you will, young lady. I want you just to softly card, only believe, while we have a word of prayer. I want everybody real quiet. I don't know. I'm just asking him. If you've got a need now for God, be just as reverent as you can and believe. And if he'll come tonight in this meeting, after this message. you got to answer for this message. You might not have to answer for it if you hadn't come to church tonight, but if you're going to answer for it now, it's on your hands. You'll either have to wash your hands of it, like Pilate did, or you'll accept it. Now, I've spoke, that's a name, but I've spoke of his word. Now, he's God. He'll confirm his word. He's being God. Now, Heavenly Father, thou who knowest all things, that your word might be fulfilled. Here's a strange audience. I know none of them. But thou does know them. You who could sit there by the side of the well, the woman comes to you. You talked to her a few minutes. You told her, said, go get your husband. She said, I don't have any husband. You said, you got five. She said, sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. But we know that when the Messiah cometh, the Messiah, he will do these things. You're sure these things. And you said unto her, I am he. If that was the sign of Messiah, then it's the sign of Messiah today that he's the same as he did in We realize that all when the staunch, straight Jew come named Nathaniel, and you told him who he was, told him where he'd come from, he said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, you're the King of Israel. But the unbelievers, many of them very religious, said, that's Beelzebub, he's a fortune teller. And you said, if you call the Holy Ghost that, it'll never be forgiven you in the world of the world to come. You said, these things that I do, shall you also. You know where the fish that had the corn Now its not, You were two mules that standing hips for 2 ways party. Oh, God, you know this as the Father showed you. And you said, the things that I do, and in the same manner, by the same God, of course. It'll be done to the end of the world. Yet a little while, and the world, the unbeliever, will see me no more. Yet ye shall see me, for I, personal pronoun. God. You said, I'll be with you to the end of the world. I'll be in you. Doing the same work, carrying on your ministry. You said, I am the vine, you're the branches. Now yield yourself and bear fruit, and I've heard you that you might bear more fruit. And Father, I yield myself to Thee now, under the mighty hand of the Holy Ghost, and ask that You'll help me and bless me, that I might show forth Thy resurrection to this people. And that we'll praise thee in Christ Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. While you're, you may raise your hand, I want you to be reverent and praise. While I know his presence is here. Now your audience here from me. The reason I have to say this today, I've got to wait for him. And when he anoints, if he strikes to you, then I just ask you, if you have a desire for God in your heart, if Jesus Christ has raised from the dead and standing here in his power, and you're out there in need, like the woman was that touched his garment, can you—now you say, well, Brother Graham, if I come up and touch it, you no, that'd be touching me. That would do no good. But you want to touch him. How do you touch him? The Bible says that he's a high priest right now. So right hand of the Father, making intercession, he's a high priest that can be touched by the feeling of our infirmity. Is that right? If you have an infirmity, pray to him. And ask. And find out if God won't give you the touch. And let you touch him. If you just believe. You reverence. You pray. You look, to live, just pray. Ah, you're a total stranger man. I know nothing about you. You know that. But now you just pray and say, God, in your heart like this, I don't know this man. And he don't know me. But you know my desire and you know my heart. And I want you to be merciful to me. And if you do that, I believe you will. I'm yielding myself to see what he would say, to see what he would do, to see how he would do it. That's up to him. May he grant it, is my prayer. Now, <clears throat> I see the light that's left here now and standing over a lady. She's praying. And a lady sitting right back on the left-hand side here. She has on a little white tam, and she has the kind of gray-looking tam it is with a gray-looking suit, and she's praying. She's sitting right behind a colored lady. She moved her body just then. She's wearing glasses. She has dizzy spells. If that's right, lady, raise up your hand. Right straight behind, that's right. You, right here. You. Right there. Well, you won't have them no more, lady. Your face touched him. Your hands to me. That's a call from a nervous trouble sister. The shadow of the ground is gone. I'll be ready if you're in the presence of him, who is life. Here's a lady sitting here with a black hat on looking at me, right here, and is standing over her. She's got a check address and wearing glasses. It's, uh she's suffering with something wrong with her head. It's a sinus trouble. She has a nervous trouble. Do you believe, and accept it, believe that God is in you, and you may well. Do you? With all your heart, do you can have it. In prayer. What do you think, sir? Like you might be saying that see a man looking at me there, trying nervously, watching at me. Let me just talk to you a He's sitting right there with a blue suit on. Do you believe with all your heart? Fight-headed, sitting next to the man with a beard on. you believe with all your heart? Yes, you're unpopular. Maybe the microphone does not carrying my voice. When the anointing strikes me, I don't know how I'm, what I'm saying. But you seem to be sincere and you keep moving yourself around. I just like to, you're right in line with me. I just like to talk to you. You believe me being his servant? You, you do that with all your heart. You have a need of God that you'd like for God to do, and you'd want me if I could reveal to you what you want? Would you believe with all your heart that God would give it to you? You would. All right? You look this the and don't look at your brother, but look at Christ. And he would heal you of that rheumatism that you have, wouldn't he? You? you have rheumatism, don't you? Yes, sir. And you have, you have a bursitis also, don't you? Yes, mm-hmm. Right? you got someone else you're praying for, her too, haven't you? That's a wife. She isn't here. But she's in an automobile accident and got hurt. Her legs and her body was hurt and she's all shook up. That's the best, the Lord. That's true, isn't it? Raise your hand if that's true. You believe you're raised from the dead? To heal you, sir, I could but it's Him. He is the healer. I'm not Don't be weary, little mother, putting your hand up like this. Don't get scared in you with your hand like this. Just leave. You know God can heal your heart trouble and make you well? you believe that? You, you had heart trouble, didn't you? Little lady with the blue dress on, got her hair combed back. You had a nervous heart, kind of a blocked heart, when you laid down at night time and keep failing It smother you. Wasn't that right? If that's right, raise up your hand. All right? Now you can go home and be well. Your face touches his garment. Are you believing of all of it? Somebody over in this way believes. Somebody over in this section. It's hard to get to the balcony. But just believe. I see a little girl sitting with her head down. Sitting right here. Look up this way, honey. You're just a child. The little girl's like a pink looking blouse on. She's weeping because what happened? That light just moved down over her just then. She was standing near her. Honey, have you got a prayer card? Nope, you don't? Don't have no prayer cards? All right, then you'd never be called up here then, anyhow. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Do you believe that Jesus has raised from the dead? That's the mother of the child sitting by Do you believe it, lady? Mm-hmm. Would you, sister? or oh, what you're here for tonight, you're praying for your eyes. That's right. That is right. Isn't that right? Sure is. And let me tell you, if you might know me being God's prophet, you got it difficult at home. That is, your husband is not a saved man. That's right, isn't it, lady? He didn't even want you to come. Right. I'm not reading your mind, but Jesus raised from the dead. Amen. He lives. He reigns. Lady right behind me, the colored lady there. You have a stomach trouble, don't you, lady? That's right You're not from this city. You're from a place called Albany. You live on 80th Street, don't you? Your number is 80 and you live on 1st Street. Mm -hmm. The lady next to you is your neighbor. uh, She lives on 64, number 64, First Street in Albany. She has a tumor, doesn't she? I mean, Miss Buzzy lives next to you. Mm -hmm. You believe? How do I know you? I don't know you. No more than Jesus knows Peter, but he knew he was. All right. Margie, you can be healed too if you believe with all your heart. Shocks you because I know you? It's not me that knows, it's the Heavenly Father that knows you. You believe now with all your heart? You accept your healing? Will you believe all over the building at this time? Is that the thing he did when he was here on earth? That is him here with you. It's him. Do you believe now? Then... Then believe, let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, may all superstitions leave the people. The devil tries to keep them in darkness, and truly they are designed to be the seed of Abraham. And I ask that you go send away this evil, or give me the spirit of power. Satan, I wish to speak to you. You see you're exposed. Your time is nearly over. You're oh, in your condemnation at that day. I stand here as God's servant. You're not quite like me, but you are of Him. But I represent Him in His death, burial, and resurrection. These people represent Him. And you've got your demons all bound into these people. And you think you can hold them, but you're just a bluff. You're stripped of every privilege you have. You had no legal right. Jesus stripped you of every power you had at And you're nothing but a bluff and you ain't bluffing us no longer. Jesus is here. And you lose.